And welcome once again to another episode of the Retro Redoctopus Cephala Podcast, part of the Inebriart Podcast Network. The only show where old is new, new is old, and so are we. I am your host, 8-Bit Alchemy, and with me as always are my kaiju cohorts, Boss Rush Mode. Domo Arigato, Mr. Roboto. Parasite Sven. Masuda, ya, Masuda, ya, and Nintendo. Sorry, guys, I don't speak Japanese. I don't speak English, so whatever. No excuse. No, I mean, none of us are very good at talking you have much either. zero excuse. And by zero, I mean Monster Zero. Monster Zero. You have Monster Zero. zero. So, everybody, yes. this episode will be about Gogeta. But not Gogeta films. This will be about video games that have featured our favorite scaly wonderful atomic breath breathing kaiju godzilla i love breathing breath right i mean it's just what we are born to do so i would like to go through chronologically some of the old and new godzilla games we're going to be fairly uh, comprehensive for the early years and then we're going to kind of jump around later because honestly there's a buttload of kaiju games with godzilla in it like, we, we really we start to glaze over after a while it's like oh, yeah it's like, like okay, okay, so there's only so one. many baragons and monster zeros it's like oh geez. There's, like, there's like tons of butts there's butt tons of tons of butts. I mean, yeah, there's, there's scaly there's, butts. There's hairy butts. There's butts that literally weigh tons. There's Thousands of pounds of buttocks. There's, there's butts that go thunderous, in trees. Thunderous buttocks. Thunderous buttocks to match his thunderous thighs. Acres and acres of buttocks. Both, Both of them? But, 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 but. All right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about these games, and I'm going to start... Start this off, and I'm going to go through some of the earlier entries, and then we're going to kind of jump around, and other people are going to chime in, and we're going to all talk about which about, which ones we'd like never even played. But to get us started, we have Godzilla, titled Godzilla, that's the name of the game, because guess what? Most friggin' Godzilla games were just called Godzilla, uh, in 1983 for the Commodore 64. This was a game developed by a Glenn Fisher, back when games were made by, like, one dude. Uh, and this was the first wait, wait, game. His name's Aglena. Aglena, or is it Glenda? Is it Glen or Glenda Fisher? I don't know. Glenn You're the one with the notes. Glen or Glenda? Glen or Glenda. So his name is Glenn Fisher, uh, and it's the first game ever to feature our Godzilla friend. Uh, and basically, the game looks like a rudimentary grid map of Japan, where you control the Japanese military forces and try to take out Godzilla. The neat thing about this game is that his placement on the map is randomly set when you start the game over. So it, I don't know, that's pretty unique for like a really old sure, game. Sure, like yeah. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. 1983. It, like, keeps it fresh. Every yeah, it time keeps you it play. fresh. And you Rogue have, like before Road like was cool. Yeah, man. Yeah. Godzilla like. Kaiju like. So this <clears throat> okay, game. Okay, so this game now, now real. I just, I just want to make sure that we say for the listening audience every time, and you did, but let's make sure we, we say we whether or not this. it's a Godzilla game where you play as Godzilla. Or the stupid humans. So this is right. a stupid humans. This is game. a stupid humans game. Okay. You can do a land attack, a sea attack, an air attack. You can move your troops, move your ship. You can shoot a missile. You can add them a bomb, or you can quit, which probably is what most people did after playing it for five seconds. <laughs> so that's it was, that. It was Commodore sixty four. It didn't look all that good. No, it kind of looked like bums. Uh, yeah. So that's that. 
then after that, on ni- in 1984, we had a game called Godzilla and the Martians. <laughs> what? Hey, I remember that movie. Nope. Nope. No. Said no whatever. <laughs> I remember Santa Claus versus the Martians. <laughs> right. And I remember Godzilla versus I remember Pia Zadora fighting Godzilla. Also, Godzilla's not even versing them. He's just and. He's and the Martians. So it's, like a, buddy, it's a buddy cop so adventure. You, you, are you peoples fighting them? or? So, so, so here's the Stupid thing. Stupid human? Here's the thing. So this game... Is hot trash. Uh, it is for the Zin. Uh, blah, 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 blah. It's for ZX. the Sinclair ZX Spectrum, Ooh. as popularized in Europe. Uh, came out in 1984. It was developed again by a single man, Neil Streeter, and uh, it is a simple clone of the arcade game Donkey Kong. And you legitimately just play as generic man climbing to the top of the screen, jumping over small pink. Martians that are just little balls with faces. And then Godzilla is just sitting at the top of the screen as he has kidnapped what looks like a pink smiley face sticking out of a green potted plant. Or like the warp pipe from Mario. Is that Manila? Is that like no? It's li- I think it's legitimately Manila? supposed to be it, a human with it, a green t-shirt, but wait, it looks wait, wait. like a warp pipe. Is it Audrey One? It could be. It could be. <laughs> Audrey 2's predecessor, Audrey Uno. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Oh, Stanley. Oh, Stanley. <laughs> Suddenly seen Wow, I'm pretty impressed. That was actually not bad. Uh, so that's that. We're not going to talk much about that. It's, it's a, it, it looks like a very cheap, easy Donkey Kong game. Uh, so the next game that came out was again in 1984 called Godzilla vs. Three Major Monsters. That's the actual I mean, title. Back when games were yeah. really not trying at all to be creative, <laughs> they're major monsters. Godzilla versus three major monsters. Well, what, what monsters are it's they? Like, oh, they're Who not knows? minor. It could be anything in there. No, it's 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 not like we're having you fight Ibira. But here's the thing: one of the monsters is a wicked random monster. So it's BS that they even called it three major monsters. I want my goddamn time back. <laughs> Total bait and switch. Total right? sweet and bitch. Only two of these are major monsters. Right? The other one's a moderate monster oh, at best. God. And what's even crazier is it was a, a mediocre creature. Right. A mediocre kaiju. And so this game was on the MSX. It was developed by Bandai. And you, this game you actually do play as Godzilla, unlike the last two. Ah, not a so, stupid so, human game. Right, not a stupid human game. So first game to play as Godzilla. Uh, and so you're, you're going around on a single screen, and you have to fight off a boss monster one at a time. And uh, it actually has a like, like it's one of those basic games where you would get to the end of it and it would just loop and you're trying to go for a high score. Uh-huh. Um, but you start off facing against Megalon of all monsters, who, not just the regular lawn, right? The mega, the mega variety lawn, and he actually doesn't look terrible. Uh, and then the second second major monster, okay, mm-hmm. is the giant spider Kumanga. No, he's he is he is he is a footnote. far in a way the footnote he is a Toho of all footnote at best. Yeah, and what makes no sense is that there's like a bunch of holes that open up, and he's like all over the place. So it looks like there's a ton of them. I mean, I don't know. I never watched like. The- I mean, Megalon's you know from Godzilla versus Megalon. He's a he's a beetle dude. So he's a major you know, monster. He has his own movie. Kumanga was like a bad guy in in like. Godzilla Jr. or Kid Godzilla or like one of those like all out four, attack. I don't know. It was one of the like it was just Godzilla a big movies spider. targeted at Godzilla kids. Godzilla yeah. Light, right? So whatever. Diet Godzilla, whatever. I'm mad about it. <laughs> I, I, I'm 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 pissed. Diet Godzilla, just one calorie. Stupid right. human. Stupid. 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 Godzilla Zero now right. with less sugar. Now so I, no I want to say this this game looks like an Atari game. Yeah, it really it really does look like an Atari game, and I mean I I. I feel like the Megalon graphics not bad, and there's some mountains in the back that honestly don't look like that bad. 
But uh, you know, kind of reminds me for like. Why is um, your Why is your voice up that, there, pal? I don't know. <laughs> 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 I don't know. What happened? I don't know. Oh, I got, Cease and I got desist by Disney. <laughs> oh, I mean, um, that corporation with the mouse. I mean, <clears throat> but uh, the graphic of that actually kind of reminds me of a game for the the Tandy Color Computer Two called. Dino, I think it's called Dino Wars. Not to be confused with the NES destruction game. of Spondylus or whatever that one is for the yeah. Nintendo. But you, it was, it's like a one-on-one <laughs> dinosaur fighter. Spondylus. Spondylus. So much world building in that title. Oh my god, no kidding. And those cutscene graphics, man. Yeah, the two were... <laughs> Hot dog. Hot dog. So yeah, so anyway, to round off this group of three major monsters, we have King Ghidorah, because of course we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the game loops after that. So whatever. Honestly, I feel like that's kind of the first Godzilla game that's worth talking about because you actually play as Godzilla. You fight sure. significant monsters from the from the. Yeah, movies. I mean, you fight two major monsters and a one slightly less major by a lot. Uh, so that's cool. That's cool. Um, then there is... Fierce Dragon Godzilla Metropolis oh, Destruction. See this? Now that is my kind of Japanese title. Hell when it's just yeah. random, exciting Hell words crammed yeah. all together in a, set, yeah. in a string. They don't make a sentence. They don't, they don't make any sense. But they're all together and they're all exciting and I love it. Right? I'm so amped. So this came out in 1985. It was for a Japanese set of computers, the FM7 and the PCX1. And it was also developed by Bandai, which is interesting because Bandai would later go on to develop some Godzilla games, but they were clearly getting into it pretty early before, like, really a lot of the good Godzilla games I mean, they were into it out. before it was cool. Right. Like, they were totally in on the ground level, you know what I mean? Um, Grassroots. So, so, this game is definitely more of a strategic game, but... You actually do control Godzilla, and he kind of stomps around forests and destroys Japan, and he can step on things and breathe fire. Um, so he does, like, Godzilla shit. Yeah, so, like, it's a weird He also hybrid. shits. He does also shit. That's a thing that happens. We don't see it, but it happens. I mean, you can, you can assume. You can assume. But what's interesting is there's a lot of Godzilla games that have this top-down tactical, like, strategy kind of viewpoint of a city but you almost always are playing as the military so this game you're actually playing as godzilla with this similar perspective um and not stupid human game right not stupid human game but it like almost is but you play as godzilla so that's cool um but yeah there's like it's a really it's a really like obscure game i couldn't find out a lot about it Mm -hmm. uh so anyway fierce dragon godzilla so that's like the fourth one that's the fourth one so already we're seeing kind of what becomes the the you know, hallmark of Godzilla games, which is there is no style. Yeah. You know, there are so many different styles. It's almost like every single time somebody comes up with this idea, like, oh, I want to try to make a Godzilla game. It's like something else. Right. You know, it's not like, you know, it's not like the other Godzilla games. You know, it's just like, oh, let's do a Donkey Kong one. Oh, let's do a Romance of the Three Kingdom ones. Uh, one. You know, like, I don't right. know. It's just all random yeah, and, and stuff. I, and it still keeps going because after that, uh, you have... Let's do one with three major monsters. Right, let's do one with three major monsters. And that game is, like, unlike any of the other ones, too. So, the next one Must still... be Italian. Fragile. Major monsters. <laughs> Monsieur. Brain power. Brain. So... Want it. So, yeah, continuing with the theme of what you're saying, of them trying to figure out what the hell to do with Godzilla games... The next game was a complete departure, and pretty much the only one like this. It's called Goji Rakun. Uh, and for those who aren't in the know, in Japanese, the suffix kun kind of means cute. So Goji Rakun is like cutesy little, like, cute baby Godzilla friend. So this came out in 1985 for the MSX, and it was developed by Toho. Totally the same company that makes the movies. So And they, did, game, they did eventually make other games, They, they did. Yeah, yep, sure they kept did. going. 
So this game is uh, a cutesy like puzzle platformer where you play as like a super deformed little Godzilla guy, and he punches up cutesy I mean, versions Godzilla. of all his friends. He's totes adorbs, but oh you yeah, know. I mean Godzilla's adorbs anyway. But like this is like a super cute one, like extra cute, real small. And so he he like goes around and he like throws out these like big old like punching fists. The at, fist is like the same it's, size. It's like as the he same is, size as his body, as opposed to a punching foot. Right. <laughs> I mean, Kick kicks puncher. with the power of punches aren't as impressive as punches with the powers of kicks. That's true. That's true. But uh, so he he has to face off against cutesy little Baragon and cute Angiris and adorable Hadorable and Rodin and Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> and they're all people are going to really think cute. that you actually pronounce it Rodin. Rodin. It's Rodan, and no. he knows it's Rodan. No, it's Rodan. He's being funny. <laughs> I just want the internet I to know. I am being dumb, but it's Rodan. Gigan. Gigan. It's Gigan. It's, it's Gigan. It's Gigan. So. Hi! Hi! We can't Harry do, we Gigan can't do here. another Harry Carey bit. We We're doing Harry this. Gigan. No! <laughs> Harry Rodan. Uh, so, anyway, basically, the point of this game is Gigan. each level, there's a bunch of boulders placed around the screen. And you have to navigate around the level and punch all the boulders and break them all in order to proceed to the next level. All of the monsters that show up, every level has all the monsters. They're all major. They're all major for sure. But they're just like Pac-Man ghosts. They're just in the way trying to stop you from breaking all the boulders. I don't know when they decided that Godzilla's main raison d'etre was to be breaking boulders. Like I don't really understand... Where they thought that, like, yeah, that's what Godzilla does. He goes what do, around what do you and clears the world of all the boulders. Hopes and dreams. What's your ultimate Godzilla game? Well, uh, I'd like to break rocks. I want a rock-breaking Godzilla game. Yeah. And, I mean, this is that. So, the interesting thing to note is that this game would later be remade on the Game Boy, which would be the Game Boy uh, game that America got, which is just also called Godzilla. But we'll get to that later. Moving right along, not to take too long with these early ones. Uh, we have a game called The Movie Monster Game from 1986 for the Commodore 64 and the Apple II, developed by Epix, E-P-Y-X. So, oh, so extreme so when you do it that way. freaking edgy. Oh, man. I can't believe it wasn't in the 90s. So the interesting thing about this game is that every level you actually play as a different movie monster. The only movie monster who's a real movie monster is Godzilla. So the first level you play as Godzilla, a brown Godzilla... But Godzilla. It even says Godzilla with the little trade. Uh, and then you just go around a big city, and there's a variety of different like level goals. So certain levels will have you playing as a monster trying to destroy as much as possible. Other levels will have you trying to escape the city. Other levels will have you um, actually need to seek out a specific landmark. Is this landmark. like a first-person thing? No, so, uh, okay, so the, the perspective of the game <laughs> when you're playing it, so so uh, I have a few screenshots here for all of us podcasters as reference material, but basically what the game looks like is it looks like a King of the Monsters. So when you're walking around, it's kind of like this isometric, you know, moving around a city, breaking stuff. Um, but each individual stage has like an introduction where it says what monster you are, what your location is and what your goal is. So certain levels will, will have different goals. So honestly, it's like a weirdly intricate game. Uh, but yeah, other than Godzilla, you can also have other levels that you play as Mechatron, who basically looks like Optimus Prime in the Megazord had a baby. Um, there's Spectra, who's a giant wasp, the Glog who is a giant, like, goo monster. 
Uh, there's Tarantus. Monster. There's Tarantus, the giant spider. And then the best one is Mr. Meringue, who's a Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man ripoff. <laughs> Mr. Meringue. This is pretty great, that is honestly. Fun. Like yeah, I want to play this game because it, it seriously doesn't look bad at all. Um, and yeah, so this is from 1986. And uh, yeah, it's just randomly they, they got the license for Godzilla and they threw him in as a, you know, one of the characters. And you that play was their as. budget. And that was their budget, exactly, <laughs> right. right. I remember playing uh, this game back in the old days, and this is Julia Child, and my, <laughs> my, my favorite character was always Mr. Meringue. So, I, do I recommend Mr. Meringue. Of course, my skill level was very low. Very low. But I couldn't find a, I couldn't find a screenshot of Mr. Meringue, but he's out there. Uh Okay. And you know he's delicious. I, oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so I am rounding the corner before I stop talking. So this game will be uh, the last one before we get to the big tent pole game on the Nintendo. So we're going to just, just you know, bait your breath. Hold <gasps> all horses. <clears throat> so the next game is kind of the old one that I'm the most excited to talk about. So this game is called Monsters Fair. And it came out in 1986 again for the MSX. And it was developed by Toho. Now, this game does not at all sound like it would have anything to do with Godzilla. And technically, it doesn't. It has everything to do with Mothra. It is a vertically scrolling shoot 'em up game where you play as Mothra. But here's the awesome thing. You actually play, you start the game as Larval Mothra. And I'm, hold on, everybody wait. So <laughs> I, I'm trying to find all these screenshots. Like, it already it's sounds all good. awesome. It's all good. Okay, every, everyone, everyone. There's a Mothra vertical look. shmup. Everyone can look now. So there is a, the game starts and you start out as larval Mothra. And you go through like a, a serious amount of levels, like maybe like four or five levels. After you fight three major monsters. Three major monsters. One of them's Kumonga, but three major monsters. And you go through as the larva. You get to what I consider the halfway point of the game, and you fight Gigan, who basically is just an all gray Gigan, but he's got the red visor and the claws, so you kind of know what they're going for. And so here's the, the thing, thing about Gigan is Gigan does have Gigan hands. Gigan hands. True, he does. That's, that's pretty, pretty wild. Much like the yeah. character in uh, Werewolf the Last Warrior. Right, like the Werewolf has the Last Gigan Warrior hands. has right. Gigan hands. Gigan doesn't have Werewolf the Last no, Warrior. No, Gigan hands. has actual. He actually, uh, not many people A know. A precedence this. was set when Gigan, Gigan was born. Yeah. So. You fight Gigan, and then, similar to the actual Mothra movie, there's a small cinematic of Larval Mothra climbing up the Tokyo Tower. He makes a cocoon, and then he becomes Mothra. And then you start the second half of the game. Are you assuming that Mothra's gender? Mothra's a lady. Did I say guy? So many times. I mean, I don't know. Guy's just like a neutralist. Like guy, a, a neutralist. I don't know what that. No, meant. go for it. Go for it. It is a neutral. I think you're thinking of chrysalis. gender word because, like, I'm like, hey guys, and there's like three ladies, and it's like, I mean, I'm not gonna be like, hey ladies, because that's just what's weird. up, men. Yeah. And they're oh, yeah, like, I'm not gonna be like, what's up, <laughs> men. But yeah, I don't know. Guy is just like a generic term. If anyone has an issue with it, I will call you something else. Um, yeah, so it's so neat because it does the old Atari game thing where it kind of just loops after the first time you beat it. But the second time you play through it, you're playing as Mothra. And then when you get to the end again, you don't fight Gigan, you fight King Ghidorah. Oh, and then nice. the game ends. But, like, how huh. cool is that? That is pretty That's cool. cool. Why is it called Monsters Fair? What I, the no, fuck does that have to do no, with anything? Nothing. 
It should be called like Mothra Fest 2019. Right. Hurricane Bolt Joy Lightning Mothrasconian. Uh, yeah. Mothsconian. Mothsconian. Yeah. There you go. I love it. <laughs> or Sinistra. I don't know. So, yeah. Synesthesia. I don't know. Uh, so the other thing I that like I think is worth mentioning is that the larva is an easier play because he can move uh like well, of course all. because the larva is like a thousand so times stronger than the adult form. no shit right. no kidding right. it's ridiculous so the larva can move in all cardinal directions and can shoot in all cardinal directions mothra can only move like left and right and shoot vertically so so you lose the ability to shoot left and right so the second time when you're going through as mothra it's exciting but it's harder and a worse character but Whatever difficulty spike, like I, I don't know. I really think it seems fun. I really want to play it. Yeah. Um. So, yep. I am gonna shut up because next up we're gonna talk about the 1989 games on the NES with Godzilla Monster of Monsters for the NES and Famicom, developed by Compile. Take it away, anybody else. Berm. Oh well, hi. I played this game a lot as a as a younger person. Hot dog. As uh, a youngster. Yes, that, that that long, long time ago. Uh, yeah, actually, I, I really like this game a lot, though it is a flawed game. Definitely not a perfect game, if anyone's not familiar with it. Um, you play as Godzilla and as Mothra. Yeah, yeah. so probably the, yep. so that's got to be the first game where you could actually play as Godzilla and somebody else. Tandem you could, kaiju. You could choose your kaiju. And the way the game works is you're on this like hexagonal grid, and you basically go through like most of the planets of the solar system, starting with Earth, going all the way through when Pluto was a planet. Pluto included, and then the last planet would be Planet X. Because but, uh, that's that's how you know science works, right? Yes. Like, like, if you go to space, mm-hmm. that's what's after it. Right. It's right. really the Japanese just loves the letter X and, and also Z. It's a and also letter. D. And it's, just, just letters in yeah, general. They love letters. And you'd progress through like, each level, and there'd be, you know, monsters in the, in the field as well that you'd have, you, can, you can avoid them, I guess, you, you know, but then you wouldn't get the experience. Because there is some light RPG elements, because you do level up when you, you know, destroy things and fight monsters. You and do, which them. honestly, I forgot until I played it again recently. I didn't remember yeah, that I did, you I would level up. I actually didn't remember that either. I don't... Yeah. I, I mean, there's that. no way to tell how much experience you have and how much left you have it's to probably level just up. based on like points or whatever maybe and it's yeah. like what is it like am i doing more damage i guess right. you do get more health you, you get way more more health so. and, and more, more uh, like, like, pow- like, like beam, power yeah beam right. bar, yeah your yeah. atomic breath yes atomic, and your, atomic and your, or wing powder feathers. Feathers. yeah yeah and so yeah you go through all those planets and like each time you go to another planet like they add another monster to the field so like i believe the f- Earth has two monsters. I don't remember. Yeah, like, it has, Mogura it has and, Gezra and, yeah. and Mogera. And then, like, you know, when you get to Mars, there's, like, an extra monster. And then when you get to the next planet, there's four monsters and so on and so forth until you get to Planet X, where, like, all the monsters featured in the game are all in this almost like a straight line, but as, as, as straight line as, uh, like, a hexagonal grid can go. Mm-hmm. So you're forced to fight every single monster. So right. it's basically like a a mode where you fight a lot of, you know, tough enemies. Bosses? Something like that. You the, rush through them? Yes. Yes. You can grind that uh, game too. They should, right? you there can should go be back the, to levels. There should be a name for that. I don't that. know if you can go back planets. You, well, so you hmm. can't go back planets, but you can avoid going to the end of a particular level and, yeah, and just, just like move around right, on and other oh, right, spaces. Right, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Because that's not repetitive enough during regular gameplay. Let's right, play right. these stages more. <laughs> if you're right. a complete masochist and you're really not tired of doing the same levels over and over again. Right. I mean, the one thing I'll say is there is a good amount of graphical variety in the different stages. Like, like yeah. depending on what you know space you land on, there's a lot of different unique set pieces like volcanoes and plants and like all kinds of different stuff and they keep space brains space brains they keep switching up the palette and like i I was just playing this yesterday to refresh for the podcast and i was really kind of impressed like it does start to get old by the time you're like 
you know, most of the way through the second uh, main world or level or whatever. But honestly, like, and there's like eight more. There's so many, but like really great graphics and great music and like pretty good control. Honestly, yeah. it's yeah. not it's not that bad. Yeah, and just really, not only are the graphics great, they're huge. Huge. I mean, I would say that Godzilla has. I mean, he he has to be the the largest playable sprite on the NES. I, I have to agree. Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty huge. He's freaking huge. And some of the major monsters that you fight along the way are yeah. even bigger. Yeah, like, well... Uh, Actual major monsters. Yes. Like yes. Ape alluded to, like, the music. I mean, honestly, this is, like, some of, like, the most underrated music on the NES. 100%. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. love the soundtrack so to this game so freaking much. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, you yeah. have your god-tier, you know, soundtracks, like, from the Mega Man series, the Ninja Gaiden series, the Castlevania series. This might be... A slight notch below that, but not far. Right. It is freaking amazing. It's, it's one of my so favorite great. soundtracks on the NES. And, and what's so impressive to me is that every single one of the major monsters that you fight has their own unique fight theme. Yes, so they like, do. Every planet has their own unique, you know, music. Right, all the bosses, music. all the monsters have their own unique, you know, yep, theme. So you like, are going right. to hear that planet's theme throughout lot. all of the levels because it is like a honeycombed board game looking screen so you're selecting your stuff and basically the monst- the music just keeps playing it's like right. seamless it doesn't keep starting and stopping i'm pretty sure yeah it just it just keeps going and what's interesting is so you do hear the the songs a lot you know if it's that planet's right. like right. venus's theme world or one tries to like earth. the first world is earth yeah earth. Right, so or actually no it's welcome it's to mars earth. actually no it's earth pretty sure it's mars it's earth i was i was just playing it yeah you're wrong though the first world is in outer space. Like the background is outer. I think. Outer space. I think we're gonna come to blows. I think we gotta. We gotta put our because our, the, our mitts the, the on game our tentacles doesn't take here. place on Earth. It takes place like on asteroids and stuff. Like there's no there's no Earth. It, like the first level I thought was Mars, but either way, whatever the first level is, um, it has like two songs that it seamlessly just like switches back and forth to, and they're each like I don't know, like thirty seconds or so. So they're like, like forty five minutes long each. Yeah, forty five minutes long each. Like you know, dream theater length. So it's like one. And then it'll seamlessly go into the second one and then back to the first and there and back. So it's it's not too bad. But the second world, I want to say, just has one main song. But I think it's a really neat attention to detail that, like, every monster has a dedicated fight yep. theme. So when you fight them again, you're like, okay, cool. Like, right. it, they didn't need to do that at all. And that's that's really neat. Right. Um, and the, uh, the title screen's, like, one of the best damn theme songs. Totally. Uh, it's amazing. And the ending theme is one of my favorite all-time ending themes. It's amazing. It's I love the ending music to this game. And after, you know, as a person who uh, never actually had the gumption to stick through it and go through the whole okay, game. Okay, Bosch Mode's right. It is the Earth. But that's stupid because you're on, you're like literally in space. Right, because you, you play the game and you're supposedly on the Earth and you see the Earth in the background in outer space. Right. It's like so that, weird. That's what makes weird. no yeah. sense. I was like, but right. like you're on an asteroid and there's space and there's Earth in the, how, what? Blah. Either way. Anyway, Greg, so as a person who played this game a ton and I owned it and I loved it and stuff, but there, you know, it really is like a gauntlet to go through and actually stick with it. Just like it Rampage. Is. It is. Rampage is the same way. It's not like really that hard as much I like as it, it better is than just, Rampage. Though. I like it better than Rampage 2, definitely. But Rampage I, 2, I, the sequel, Electric Boogaloo. No. <laughs> also. But um, yeah. Oh, but I mean, you could skip to the ending. There was a, there was a code, and I think it was called, you'd type in start to end. 
right? Uh, yes. Start to end, and I think that the, you had to use like a zero for the O. Right. Or... Some some of the letters weren't there, so you'd use numbers in its place. Yeah, like and then the O's would be zeros and all that. that right, and then it would play the ending theme. <laughs> like basically, what I would do is I would play the game until I got completely sick of it, and then I would just start it over, <laughs> and I would put in the password and just watch the ending because the ending's great. It is. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, can we just play a little a little sample of that real quick? Sure. Let me get that spun up for you. All right, so here's here's the end. You want to start with the ending theme, or let's 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 play like a little bit of the intro, and okay, then we'll do the okay, ending. Okay, we'll play a little bit of the intro, and then you'll get a little bit of the ending because they're just too tasty. They're too tasty to not. We play. will literally take you start to end. Okay, here we go. Here's the intro. Start to end. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, you enjoyed that. Shout out to the composer that I know you did. Masamoto Miyamoto. Honestly, I'm not even going to ask if you like those songs, Retroids. I'm just going to assume. I'm just going to assume. I'm going to I'm going to risk making an ass out of you and me and assume that you love those songs. Yes, they are. Just just to make sure I got it out there correctly, Masatomo Miyamoto. They want to give proper credit where credit's due. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he definitely do some credit. Let's be real. Also, from what I can find, he also worked on the Guardian Legend, Blazing Lasers, Lunar Pool, and Xanak. Yes, huh. lots of compile games. Yeah, nice. lots of compile games. So pretty that's that game, so that game was developed by uh, Godzilla Monster Monsters, developed by Compile. Compile, oh, which is funny oh, cool. it's so that's awesome. I didn't it's like not that. really like a shooter because I feel like Compile made a lot of shooters. I think I think you're right. Yeah, but I mean, like the Mothra parts are a shooter. 
Yeah. True. Ish. The one thing I wish is that when Mothra leveled up, I wish that his bullets got like more interesting because he's just right. so weak the whole game yeah, unless really you is. happen to like perfectly position yourself above an enemy and just dump friggin' wing feathers on top right. of an enemy because that completely Dusty. kills shit. Wing poop. Wing oh. poop wrecks. But it's so difficult to actually do that. I don't know. You guys are probably bored. It's well, fine. it's difficult to poop. Oh, it's so hard You don't to even poop. know. Especially from your wings. Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, wings don't even have butts. Right? No. Nah, man. Not even. Mothra has one. buttless wings. But, wingless butts. Buttless wings. So, does anyone else want to throw in their two cents before we move on from the Monster of Monsters? Just yeah, as, a, as a quick thing. Um, okay. Uh, there's really... I mean, the, the power, the staying power of just Godzilla in general. There was really no movies in that time frame. Like, the closest one was Godzilla 1985. Interesting. So, there was a five-year drought of movies before that... Or a four-year before that game came yeah, out. Yeah, or 88, 89. When I, I have 88 in my notes, so I might have written it down. Yeah, long, three, but, or four, three or four years. But, like, the, the nearest movie... Before that was in like 1975, I think. I forget which one off the top of my head, but it was in the 70s. Oh, so there actually wasn't too many Godzilla movies in the 80s. It, 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 and then in the, the 90s, yeah, ramped back up. And there was one more in the 80s, but yeah, they started ramping up in the 90s for sure. Yeah, because Godzilla 1989 was was one, right? Like, isn't that one Biol- of the... Biolante, the yeah, it's got to be in there. Oh, God. Yes. But um, I definitely want to say with this particular game, this NES game, this is... If you tell, if you say Godzilla video game Gorgia. in my brain, this, this is, is the one that comes up first. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, me too. Hundred percent. So this I, was I, a, this totally was a big agree. one for me, and for it's sure. it's absolutely one of a kind. There is no other game like it in the Godzilla pantheon or in pretty much anything else. Like you know I what? have never played a game like this. Um, you know what's really funny? Um, something else I think I just I just want to mention. Nobody in video games, at least, can decide what color Godzilla is supposed to be. He has always been like black. <laughs> he's always black in the movies, and he is green. He's in this game. You know, in one of the games, Eight Bit, you said he was brown. Yeah. In this one, this NES one, he's like teal yeah. he's like caribbean yeah. blue right and and it's just like what why can they not decide now i can understand like with this particular game a lot of the backgrounds use black very heavily so he probably you know they wanted, they to, wanted to make out. him pop and stuff and he does look neat but it's just funny it's like um but he's caribbean blue so like i don't know Got it's, it's weird caribbean blue yeah What's Got interesting it. too is there was a series of figures by NECA uh, that came out oh the way for people no, that's Neko. Ah. Neko. So this was by NECA, and uh, it was a figure made to look like the graphic from the Nintendo game. And they did that with a bunch of like, yeah, they other had properties. A, they had they did it with yes, aliens yeah. and whatever. But yeah. the Godzilla figure is, I'm sorry, his face is real ugly. But mm. he is totally Caribbean blue. Yep. Yep. Or teal or whatever you want yeah, to call totally. it. Totally. Hmm. Uh, and it's pretty fun. And there's even a picture of the hexagon map in the box flip. That's pretty fun. Which is pretty fun. I kind of want it. It's 120 bucks though, so nah. So I don't want it that much. So I don't want it that much. <laughs> He's still <laughs> neat yep. though. He's still super neat though. Yeah, with um, those with those Neko. See, the thing is with Neko, you know, they're 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 busy making candy most of the year. God they only put out a couple Steven. of figures every t- every couple uh, months. You know, just once in a while. So if you see, it, you gotta grab it. We can't let you. Neko, Neko, hi, Mecca, honey, ho. <laughs> <laughs> neka neka hi, neka honey, honey, you gotta grab it when you see it. That's all I'm saying. You know, you did. You done yeah. did grab, didn't it? Uh, so before we move too far away from the year of 1980, Nueve, uh, I want. Well, that was 88. 
Oh, 88. That's right. My notes are different. We have different notes, but we're all friends. Uh, so <laughs> Nintendo We have different has, livers, too. We have different levels, too. Liverpool. <laughs> so Nintendo has a thing to talk about. There's a game that Toho made, again, on the Nintendo that has pretty much nothing to do with Godzilla, except a fun cameo called The Circus. Caper. Caper. Yes. Talk about it. So Godzilla appears in the NES game Circus Caper in a, in a mini game called Godzilla Exercises. Hell yeah, funny. he does. He's got to work Which off is those a good thighs. Idea. Yeah, so, I mean, he's got those thighs. Yeah, yeah. He's got, you know, big lovable thighs. You know? thighs. Right. He's got, I mean, he's got, he's got Chun Li thighs. Right. So in the game, there's a 10 second timer, and the player has to tap the A button as quickly as possible, making Godzilla exercise and scoring a point every time the button is pressed. And this is the same game that I, actually a different one of the mini games was Rodan. Yes. Uh, it's pronounced Rodan. It was called Rodan Target Practice. Yes. Yep. It's like three Rodans and you, or, or Rodans, whatever you prefer, 8-bit. Right. And you just, you <laughs> shoot them. You shoot them, the Rodans. Why would you shoot them? They're so cool. Oh, um, it should be illegal. It should be illegal. Um, yeah, and you know, I, I don't actually know this entire story, but one of the Godzilla games was originally supposed to be a Rodan game, and I'm forgetting We which, haven't gotten there yet. But You're jumping the gun. Okay, the gun has been jumped, but never fear, we're getting there. Because I now just remembered which one it was. But anyway, anyway, so okay, <clears throat> real quick, real quick, but not real quick. So Godzilla for the Game Boy, I alluded to before because it is essentially a port of the game that came out on the MSX. And it's just called Godzilla. And it's right? just called Godzilla. Not a stupid um, human game. Not a stupid human game. So the game on the MSX was called, was called Gojira Kun. Uh, now, in Japan, this game was called Gojira-kun Kaiju Daikoshin. In America, it was just called Godzilla. Now, I want to talk to you about this game a little bit longer because if you played the American version, you probably thought it was hot garbage for the Game for Boy. good reason. This is for the Game Boy. It came out in 1990, and it was also developed by Compile. So the American version has an incredibly like awesome box art it looks like godzilla it's super mean you start the game up it's got this really imposing like very doomy kind of soundtrack it sounds like you know godzilla uh score music when he's destroying stuff you have all these like sequence of hyper hyper uh detailed graphics of like mecha godzilla and baragon and king ghidra and and all these different guys right and 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 even though it bears mentioning that they misspelled almost half of the characters names Right, yeah, because it's like King Ghidra. And yeah, they, like, they missed the O in Ghidra. Hedora, they missed the O as well. Yeah, He's Hedra. Just Hedra. Hedra. And uh, Angyrus is Angillus. Angillus, yeah. So With the, a it's, double it's a L. complete mess, right? But you're going to play this thinking, oh, man, this is going to be like a really Yeah, you're watching that intro, you're like, I, made the, I did the right thing. I'm so into it. I did the right thing by buying this game. I'm so into this, right? And then you hit start. And it's like, it's just like that. It's exactly it's like that. You the guys, you guys, you don't thing in the entire like exactly world, that. entire friggin' world. And, you and it play, turns, I mean, it looks to me, it looks like Mylon's Secret Castle. That's yeah. what I think of. Or like right. Load Runner. Yep. Like the whole screen is filled with ladders. Ladders and, just and like, vines, and you're climbing like, and you're you going think, over right? stuff. You're like, yeah, Godzilla. He climbs ladders all day. Don't right. work this many ladders and shoots and ladders. Right. Right. <laughs> this, this, this is the this is the game. Not for even you the Godzilla fog fans. had this much fog in it. <laughs> <laughs> Not even the movie The Fog. So 
You move incredibly slow. You play as a super cutified version of Godzilla, as whose, we whose talked hand about. Is the same size right. as the rest he of his body. He punches with the fist the size of his body, which is a respectable size. <laughs> body fist, body fist. <laughs> but it's, so here's you know what so, that is. You know what that is. That's the god hand. God hand. <laughs> hey, oh, go. it is. It is the god hand. Yeah. Body blow. Body blow. So this game is crap. It's really, really crappy. And what's even more interesting about this game, but you liked the original. The, you no, said no, no, you said no. you liked the original. I never, I never played the original. Okay. on the MSX. So okay. what I want to talk about is that this exact game for the Game Boy in Japan was completely playable and fun. So in Japan, you start the game. You have a super adorable picture of Godzilla wearing like an explorer's jacket with lighthearted, like fun, uplifting kitty music. And then you hit start and it's kitty and cutesy and the theme and the look of everything completely jives. And in the Japanese version, Godzilla moves like three or four times faster than the American version to the point where I consider the American version entirely broken because you move so slow, it's immediately not fun. Whereas the Japanese version, I played through like three or four levels just this morning. I was just going to try it it's out, like, but I ended it, up it, having a good time It becomes the it. Benny Hill version. Right. It's like all <laughs> depending on which order you play it in. Like if you do American and then Japanese, it's Benny Hill. But if you do Japanese and then American, molasses. it's like molasses version. Yeah. So I did that order. I did Japan first, then molasses and uh yeah so what else is interesting to me and probably none of you is that the graphics in the japanese version are super cutesy but they're stylized ever so slightly differently like all of the eyes are more are more emotive they're more like anime kind of looking and but these are tiny sprites really tiny like sprites. super tiny super tiny basically as small as a block could yeah be. like a single square like a pixel right like a like a big pixel like in a in mario like a question mark block. Right, like a question like mark every, block size. It's as if huh. the entire screen is just made up of blocks that are that yep. size. And Godzilla and all the monsters each, including Ghidra, are actually the size of like super just wee, one block. Super wee baby. Huh. Um, and then and then the God Hand is, is and also. And then God Hand is also yes. there. Yeah. But in the American one, they, they like randomly changed all the graphics slightly. They're still adorable. Like they didn't try to make them look like yeah, You mean. didn't solve anything here. Right. Like you just made them different. And one thing worth noting is that Hedora only in the Japanese version is unkillable by punching him. You have to actually hit him with a with a boulder or some other hazard. In the American version, they made him killable by punching, which some people consider to be a major flaw in the Japanese one because you can get to points in levels where there's no way to win because Hedora has trapped you. But honestly, the amount of playable that the Japanese one is compared to the English one, I would say definitely makes it the better version. Um, so I'm not going to say more about that. I think it's really interesting. And it just goes to show that sometimes when we get stuff in America, it's broken. And it's just because companies were trying to change things in a way that they thought people in America would like. I don't know who would like that See, better. I think I, part of it, I wonder is, and this is a downfall of a lot of later Godzilla games, where they felt they needed to inject this idea of weight, this sense right. of weight, because this is a giant monster. That. And I think that the NES game, he's pretty slow, you know, and, and everything. But uh, in this, maybe that's what they were going for. Maybe mm -hmm. it was like, oh, he moves around too fast. It doesn't feel like Godzilla. Well, it's not going to feel like Godzilla if you make him slow either. But perhaps that's, that's like what they were thinking. Right. And I, I think you're totally right. But it's just so comical because it's like, he's a super tiny baby Godzilla. What is your problem? Why would you do this? He's clearly faster. Right. He's the size of a question mark block. 
Uh, so anyway, that was 1990? 1990. So, so we, I got a 91. We, we now have some 91 stuff. So I'm going to pass the mic off to Parasite Sven. All right. So what I got for my first one is actually not a Godzilla game. It's, in my opinion, one of the best kaiju games uh, ever. And I say that totally like with a full realization that it that opinion is tainted by nostalgia. I don't think if I went back to play this like right today, I would probably like it as much as you know, I did when I was like seven. But um, anyway, this game is called King of the Monsters. Not King of Monsters. King of the Monsters. King of the Monsters. It was, uh, right over It here. was a Neo Geo game. It was a popular site in many arcades uh, back in the day when you would see like those, uh, what were they called? Like the the Play Choice 10 version of Neo Geo oh. Boss Rush. What were those called? Uh, I don't remember off the top uh, of my head. But, you know, it was like various games you could switch between, and usually you'd have, have like a Fatal Fury and like a uh, World Heroes and Magician Lord and King of the Monsters was usually there. And this was the game that I definitely graduate, uh, gravitated towards. Graduated it. towards. And I, I totally, <laughs> like, every time I went back to like one of my favorite arcades, like, Oh man, this was one of the ones I had to hit. It was like Captain America and the Avengers and Street Fighter 2 and Michael Jackson's Moonwalker and like and and this one. Like I I had to play King of the Monsters. And it's basically um honestly like even though it is a flawed game, uh I do kind of think that in my personal opinion, it's the best way to get a kaiju-sized like Kaiju-sized characters, a proportionally kaiju-sized experience. Yeah, because this, uh, this you know, game, it's it's like the levels are isometric, but the way you move around is Mathematical. not mathematical. The way you move around is just up, down, ca- cardinal directions, basically. Uh, you know, the eight directions. And um, so, yeah, I mean, you move around or whatever. It's it starts out. It's a uh, player versus another player. There's six monsters you can choose from. I think that. Uh, that what they were trying to go for here is to like capitalize on the Godzilla craze of the giant monster craze and stuff just overall. But they're like, well, they're a little too cheap to buy licenses. So they're like, why don't we just change them enough? So they're thinly veiled and the audience will know what we're going for, but we won't get sued. How about that? Right. How so, about that? Uh, I'll, How just, about that? R- I'll run down the characters really, really quick. There are six in the very first game. And uh, the first one is Gion, uh, who is clearly a Godzilla That's character. John. He um oh it's just John yeah I guess so uh, he he literally John looks John. exactly like Godzilla like so exact down to his like his triple breast that Godzilla will tend to have uh, but you know he does have a horn on the top of his head and ears so of course it's not so Godzilla. he's a horny Godzilla um then there uh-huh. is uh, the King Kong analog whose name is just woo <laughs> woo <laughs> woo. And he's uh, he's he's not that cool looking, uh, but uh, he's there. He's Coming definitely found, definitely There <laughs> is uh, there is a toxic sludge monster, which is clearly taken from Hedora, but he does look pretty different. And he has my favorite name of the bunch. This this character was actually my favorite when I was a kid. His name is Poison Ghost. I think that's pretty cool. He's just Poisson like a, a he's just like this green slimy dude. There is uh, a character who looks like a big superhero that is clearly supposed to be like an Ultraman sort of a character. He's definitely the most humanoid. He do- he has very Ultraman eyes, that's for sure. Oh, um, and his name Ultraman is Ultraman eyes. Yeah, he's uh, he's Astro guy. 
That's um, not his name. Also a little bit. Is that really his name? Astro Guy. <laughs> Astro Guy. Astro Guy. Jesus Astro guy, yeah. Christ. Could you think yeah. of anything worse? Well, like all the names are garbage. I mean, it's absolutely, absolutely Astro terrible. Astro Guy. Uh, and then there's uh, a giant, uh, a giant rhinoceros beetle who is my other favorite my guy. My favorite. Now, he, he's clearly, you know, a, a riff on uh, Megalon. And he's really cool looking. And it's really funny, like looking back now, I did not get the joke he has in the his best name. name. He has the best name. Which is Beatlemania. Beatlemania! <laughs> so as a kid, I didn't get, I didn't know what Beatlemania was, but now it's it's kind of hilarious. So he's pretty cool. And then the, the sixth character is, is my least favorite. He's the only one, though, that is not clearly based on something else. He's just this big, giant yellow golem type character. He's this, you know, kind of looks like Marvel's The Thing. Garigna. Uh, sort Garigna. of a little bit. He's really just, just kind of dumb looking. His name is Rocky, which is very uninspired and uh, kind of a bummer. But the Rignaki. honestly, the Rignaki. other the other five characters are all kind of cool. Yeah. And the gameplay is sort yeah. of like it's it's a fighting game, but the way it works is it feels more like a wrestling game. Like if you ever played any wrestling game, like it's grapple heavy. You get close, you can you know throw grapple. kicks and punches and jump kicks and all that stuff, or you can grapple and you can actually throw them. And send them running across the screen just like you would send them on the you know, ropes of a yeah, wrestling arena, right across the squared circle. And when they hit where the ropes would be in this, there's nothing until you get there, and then there, this energy rope appears and like kind of springs you back and and sets you going in the other direction, just like exactly what, like when you throw somebody against the ropes in a wrestling game. So I mean, it's uh, it's interesting, it's fun, and as you go. Uh, more and more characters get added to the level at once. So whereas the first level, you know, you choose your character and you got to be one guy. And then the next, next level, you'll have to be two guys and so on and so forth. So, I mean, it does get pretty hard and you're fighting different characters at the same time and stuff. But honestly, it is a pretty fun game. And I know it's not a Godzilla game, but it's clearly it would never exist if Godzilla didn't exist. Right, for and sure. And it, it definitely is, I think, one of uh, one of the best ways to get that that sense of scale and size because all the buildings are very small and you can pick them up and use them as weapons and stuff but you're it's not about destroying the buildings and some of the later games that became fighters like one-on-one fighters where you're one monster fighting another like a street fighter 2 or a mortal Kombat game like it those games like sort of lost the sense of destroying buildings i think it just became about kaiju versus kaiju so i think that this is a nice way of doing both and that's that's how I feel about that. Agreed, so that's King man. of the Monsters. Absolutely, nice. there was a sequel and it sucked. And all the monsters. <laughs> yeah, it was only three playable characters. And uh, so, like, what game has less has half the playable characters? What sequel? Weirdly, a lot of Godzilla fighting games. Yeah, has half of the previous game. <laughs> I mean, not half, but like fewer, that's, fewer yeah, for sure. It's crazy. You know, it's, it's a terrible nuts. choice. And just in case it was like nagging anyone, the uh, the name of those arcade games from Neo Geo is the SNK Neo Geo. Multi video system. Or ah. the MVS. Ah. Multi video so, like, unmemorable. System. Saw them all the time, though. They were everywhere. Yeah, they, they were. were and they still yeah. are. They're actually really the popular in arcades green. now. Huh. A lot of arcades have those yeah. Neo Geo, like multi You know, multi Neo Geo systems. games, they were never very good, honestly. The, I, I guess the fighters, people, there's a, definitely Metal a fan slug. base. Yeah, they're Metal definitely slug. known for their fighters, for sure. Yeah, but their sprites are great. Like, no matter what oh the game God, was, they're so colorful. And yeah. at the time, we were playing Super Nintendo, and, and still Nintendo at this point. This was 90, this was the year that Super Nintendo debuted. Yeah. So we still had Nintendo in the house, most of us. And you go to Nintendo the arcade, the and you're house. like, holy crap, you can technically buy one of these Neo Geo? things for the house that every happen? game every game right. is like a hundred i think they were like the size of a giant encyclopedia oh god they were right massive yeah. it was stupid 
Stupid. Anyway. So stupid. Okay, guys, there's so many Godzilla games to talk about. We're almost at an hour, but don't you fear. We're going to get through these, and you are too, because you can't stop listening now, because you've already put in this much time, so Technically, deal with they can. it. Technically. No, you can't. You know, as well as I, that hitting pause is quitting. So hitting let's keep going. Let's keep the train rolling. So, keeping this train rolling right along, in 1993... We have Super Godzilla. Oh, we're missing... Oh, we... no, oh there's a... I'm sorry. I skipped one. I skipped one. <laughs> we have Godzilla 2, War of the Monsters in 1991 for the NES Take It Away Berm. All right. So, um, yeah. My, no- my notes say 92, but 91, 92-ish, whatever. It's um, Godzilla 2, War of the Monsters, the sequel to Godzilla Monster of Monsters, and in my opinion, worse in pretty much every single way possible. So Absolutely. much worse. So Except much worse. for box art. Except for the, bo- the box oh, art. The box art is amazing. That's yeah. fucking amazing. That's that is it. it. That is truly it. I want to tattoo it on my stomach. So un- unless you <laughs> like strategy games, this is not for you. And frankly, if you <laughs> yeah. like strategy games... This you, is not for you. You still might like it. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. like strategy games. As a matter of fact, I think this I do. game... I, I I blame this game for me not liking strategy games for my entire life. Because I, I like a lot of strategy so games, this game is so bad. It was bad. a strategy game. Yes. We hated them on principle. All right, keep, yes. all right, keep going. What else you got? But, uh, yeah, this is uh, developed and published by Toho. And uh, just I just wanted to mention it because it's literally worse in every way. The music is subpar. The graphics are meh, but for 91, 92 standards, not so much, I guess. This is a stupid human game. Very, yes, stupid very human stupid game. human game where you're, you're just basically like the army just setting up your you know, militia to try to fight monsters, various monsters through like, I want to say there's like 24, like, there's a, like 12, no, 12 scenarios, I think. And it's just like, okay, you set up a scenario and it's like, here's a, a, a massive land and you just strategize your way through whatever and just defeat the monsters. And there's a few monsters like, you know, Godzilla, obviously, Rodan, Mothra, King Ghidra. Uh, Baragon, I think. Baragon, yes, and I believe Hedora and UFO. Uh, UFO. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, then the movie that was, cl- uh, the, that same year or the year, well, I guess if it's 91, yeah, 1992, depending yeah, on what region. So, um, let's see, the, the, the games that came, uh, the movies that came out between 1988's Godzilla Monster of Monsters and War of the Monsters is 1989's versus Biollante, 1991's versus King Ghidra, and 1992 versus Mothra. So, but they don't have Biollante in that at all. So they're right. not they're not they're not playing off of any of the movies. So it's like right. okay, and it's like the Super Nintendo is pretty much out or have has been out for a year at this point. So it's like, yeah. why is it even on the system? Right. It's just ugh. it's it's super ugh. And um, one of the things this I'll was say, the game that was supposed to be. A Rodan, a Rodan game. game. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. That's, so that that's why it's so damn different. Because we're like, as kids, we're like, oh, Godzilla two for NES. We love the first one. That's this the is a they shouldn't have called it Godzilla two. No. You know what I think they right. should have called it? I actually have this. I I made a note of this. They should have called it versus Godzilla: War of the Monsters. Yeah. That way, you know you're against you're you're, you're right. going to fight Godzilla. Yeah. 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 I think because that would have been a much more appropriate. You just yeah. came off the right. NES game that you had you playing as Godzilla and Mothra right. to now play as the military, and then you're called, calling it a sequel. Yeah. Should not just throw out the two. So yeah, it really should not have been called Godzilla. Yeah, or versus Rodan, guest starring Godzilla and friends, guest starring Godzilla (laughs) and three major monsters, (laughs) three major monsters. (laughs) Actually, in three majors because you're in the military. Uh, So real quick, this game I did play a couple of levels on it uh, the other day, and one of the things that I think is interesting about it is that when you go through a level, you're actually able to consult scientists. One of the options in the menu is to talk to scientists. Oh my god, you can do science in this game? You can freaking do science in this game. So there's three different scientists that you can consult across all the different scenarios, and each one will 
depending on what stage you're in, have a different tip. So I think the the allure of this game is that you're not just supposed to move all of your tanks and shoot Godzilla. You're supposed to actually like pay do attention science. to what the scientists say and do different strategies. So the first level where you're fighting Godzilla in Baragon, there is a scientist who says, "Oh, if you detonate the you know the oxygen destroyer in water." If Godzilla is one block away from you, or five blocks away from you, he will die. Or and it'll mean major advancements in the field major of science. Major advancements in the field of science. Um, so that's a strategy. In the level where you fight Mothra, they specifically say you need to use uh, you know, a specific weapon that you can research. You can go to a science center and like click which different technology you want to research. It tells you how many turns it takes and then you can create it. So like, I feel like somewhere in there, there is like depth and strategy, but honestly it is so unfun to play. Right. It just doesn't matter. It's just right? a slog. It just doesn't matter. It really is. And it's, and it's too bad. And when you're um, like a 15 year old kid like me, or no, well, in 1992, I was like 18. So, so if you're a teenager, no, you're, like you're 15 me, now. No. Not not even close. Stop. But uh, when, <laughs> you're, when you're expecting something similar to the vein of Monster of Monsters, this is just a huge downer. Huge, yeah, huge downer. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, speaking of downers, after that, for the first game on the Super Nintendo that we got in America, we have Super Godzilla. Oh, you're kidding. That's what they called it? No. Yeah, no, that's what they called it. The Super Nintendo game called it Super Godzilla? No. So yeah, that um, barely happened with that system. Yeah, I know. Right? They almost never had titles with Godzilla. Yeah, I feel like there's only a couple that have <laughs> Godzilla. Couple, yeah, that's it. So it's all it is. So um, I, I don't know who's played this Nintendo. I don't know if you have anything, nope. any experience with this. I game. have this game. I've played it a few times. You have not, not to any you know I, depth or anything. I don't really but. remember playing this. It, I always felt like it looked it's, like it's it was another uh, Godzilla two. Right. Yeah. It's so similar. It's, it's not it's not like that strategy game, but it is weirdly like there's a map where you you basically play like half the screen, the top half of the screen is just Godzilla's face because they made a really awesome Godzilla graphic and they want you to sh- yeah. see it we all the time. We paid for this time. damn sprite, yeah. we're going to use it. So yeah. basically yep. you can watch Godzilla move in any one of four diagonal directions on the top half of the screen. And then on the bottom half of the screen you have a really pathetic looking map of a city or a forest or whatever and you're basically controlling a like blue or red dot that represents Godzilla. Stupid human game, in case it needs well, to be no, said. You, no, you do get to control not stupid Godzilla. human. Yeah, you're playing as Godzilla, you know. but you're just playing as a dot, which represents where he is in the city. And then you move across different parts of the map, responding to humans that are giving Godzilla instructions. Like, yeah, they, they somehow weird. have, like, mind control? I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Yeah, they, they install some kind of chip in his brain or something. Right. I don't know how they managed to do that, but according to the story... Because video games. Yeah, because video games. Because video yeah. games. Uh, So the other half of the game is when you actually do encounter a monster, it becomes a side, you know, side view, like Street Fighter style uh, in graphic kind of fighting game. Yeah. But you don't fight like a fighting game like like it plays in the most bizarre fashion. You basically walk forward. You have to physically punch whatever monster you're fighting. And then as quick as possible, you have to walk backwards, which will start a roulette of like special moves. And the game will just randomly decide, or maybe you hit a button. I don't know. I didn't play it this much because it sucks. Uh, but you, <laughs> you basically walk backwards. It starts a random roulette of, of special moves. You pick a random special move and then it just does it. And it'll do like this big cinematic 
you know, kind of graphic, which is really detailed. And yeah, they, they, it's they actually do really good. look really good. Yeah, but like the combat itself is so mindless. Like I watched most of a Let's Play video. Right. It's kind of a every, slog too because it just yeah. takes forever. Yeah, and takes forever. Like you do one. I super do remember move. seeing these big graphics, and like, they are like so incredibly cool. So and Biolante's cool. in it, right? And yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, there's like yeah. a lot of cool monsters yeah. in it. But and, and what's even what's even more interesting, which I didn't know because I never got to the end of the game. But uh, if you get to the last level, Godzilla actually transforms into a form that he's never taken before since, which is oh, Super, yeah, Super Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah, and yeah. he like we like I don't know if he they, has really big shoulder pads. He has, he has big shoulders. He has like weird extra like fangs on his face. I would say he has tall shoulders. I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's what I would say. But that's what he's got. And so he ends up fighting against a monster. He also called, becomes Caribbean Blue. Does he? I'm pretty sure actually. Okay, I buy it. But he he fights a monster called Bagan. Not oh, Baragon. Yeah, he's made up. Yeah, he's made up for the game too. Bagan, aka Bagan. Bagan. Uh, Mr. Bilbo Bagan. <laughs> Mr. Bagan. Don't you know you're Sam? So Bagan is an evil amalgamation of an ancient life form fused with the cells of King Ghidra in Godzilla, created by aliens. Um, I mean, that's a pretty great origin story. But <laughs> he he honestly is really friggin' cool looking. Super and Godzilla is not Caribbean blue. He's actually black, and he has a black. Like, he has a uh, like bright green stomach and pectorals. Oh, I love bright reason. green pectorals. They're my favorite flavor. So I thought that was kind of does neat, have but tall man, shoulders though. You cannot get that far in that can. There's no way you're going to do that. You must hate yourself. <laughs> it's so boring. Pretty cool cover. Pretty cool yeah. cover. Pretty yeah. cool graphics. And but the music else. is almost awesome. Right. Yeah. Because a lot of the music is, you know, kind of gives you that jive of like the old like movie scores. Yeah, taken right from the movie scores. Unfortunately, one of the instruments they chose, like the main instrument, is like wet horn farts. It's like wet tuba dump. Yeah. Like if you're familiar, if you're familiar with the Pork Arena of MST3K film fame, it's that. It's literally that. Yeah. Right. Which is such a shame because otherwise the music would have been really freaking good. Yeah, I know. It's it's too bad. But. Moving right along, a game that has fantastic score is the Godzilla arcade game, which only came out in Japan, just called Godzilla. What year was this? 1993. Um, and this game was developed by Ben Presto. Uh, and so real quick, this game is like a hybrid game where you just go stage by stage and you start the first half of the level is just a side scrolling, like, you know, kind of action game. Not really a lot to it. You're just like defeating a few enemies and destroying stuff. And then once you reach the end of the stage, you actually Nothing, have like no a proper, major monsters, no major monsters just yet. Just like a Ganymedes or something. Yeah, just a little Ganymedes. But at the end of the level, you do fight a boss and it plays like a traditional fighting game. Um, and all of the music in the game pulls from different uh, soundtracks from the movies of the monsters that they're in. And the way that the soundtrack produces the game's audio is actually pretty pretty good. Like, I recognized a lot of the songs watching videos from watching the movies. So I was impressed by that. Uh, but yeah, it only came on Japan. I've never played it, and I would love to. Um, there's, again, a lot of great monsters, including Batra, which is my favorite. And what's even crazier is Batra's the last guy. Yeah, you wow. fight Mecha King Ghidra, and then Batra's the last fight. Mecha King Ghidra. Mecha King Ghidra. Wait. Oh, man. You bait and switched me. But yeah, so that I thought. You fate and bitched me. Damn it. Berm. So I thought that was neat. Um, moving right along, uh, there is another game for the Game Boy called Kaiju O Godzilla, aka King of the Monsters Godzilla. This game never came out in America. Uh, it was 
pretty much the game that you wanted a Godzilla game on the Game Boy to be. It was a side-scrolling game with... Definitely theme. reminiscent of the first NES game. Sure. Kaiju Dating Simulator? Sure, Kaiju Dating Simulator, <laughs> the game that you've all been waiting for. You can now finally romance Mecha King Ghidra. It's a dream date with, with Big G. Dream Three Kaiju. major dates. <laughs> three major dates. Three major, three major bases. <laughs> There's three major bases. Can you hit all the major bases with your kaiju lover? <laughs> <laughs> no, because that's not this game. So, uh, yeah, it's it's similar to uh, the side-scrolling levels of the NES game. It has really, really detailed graphics. The uh, the sprites in the game were only monochrome, but that's okay. They're still really well done. And it features a stupid amount of kaiju. It's got, like, friggin' everybody. Like, I don't know if you've heard the Weird Al song Hardware Store, but there's this one part in the middle where he's just listing off a bunch of shit really fast. So, like, I can try to do that right now with the monsters that are in it, but um, I'm probably not, I'm probably going to fail. So, you have Ibira Batra Larva, Mothra Larva, Batra Larva, Batra Mago, Mothra Mago, Super X, Angerus, Biolante, Super X, Biolante, Big Form, Hidra, Manda, <laughs> Gabara, Kamaskiris, Kamanga, Hidra, King Hidra, King Caesar, Gigan, Jetjagua, Megalon, Gizera, Ganymese, Gorosaurus, Mecha King Ghidra, Mecha Godzilla, Fake Godzilla, Mecha Godzilla, Vare, and Titanosaurus, Rodan, Super Mecha Godzilla, and that's all! And Carl on drums. And Carl on drums. And I also like, I mush mouth through like half of those, but it's all good because I tried it and I did it and I win. So yeah, and, happy and a lot smiles. of those are actually not Godzilla creatures. Yeah. They're just Toho creatures from other non Godzilla movies, which is yeah. cool. I mean, they put fucking Camascuris in there, the stupid goddamn awesome friggin' big praying mantis guy from like that one movie that nobody saw. I haven't even seen it, but he's awesome. Yeah, the praying mantis. I don't remember the giant the- praying mantis. Yeah. You know, the I one that's in like that background scene of the uh, yeah. Mos Eisley Cantina. Hmm. Uh, it's not that one. Uh, but it's yeah, I don't remember what movie it is. But yeah, <clears throat> yeah, it's the praying mantis thing. But yeah, so anyway, that's that game, and um, you know, it looks neat, but you know, poop. Uh, so then after that, there was a fighting game that came out on the Turbo Duo called so, Godzilla Battle Legends. This is my jam. Oh, so there's a jam to be had. So um, let me get off. The in '94, we got. Uh, there were actually two versions of the same game. It's really interesting. Uh, the the sprites in this game were basically, I think, the best Godzilla sprites I think that have ever existed. They're really amazing. Uh, and and there are two versions of the game. One is called uh, Godzilla Battle Legends, and that came out for the Turbo Duo. Turbo Duo. <clears throat> and then there was another version that was called. It just came out for the Japanese Super Nintendo, which is the Super Famicom. And that one is called Godzilla Gojira Kaiju Daikesen, uh, which actually translates to Strange Beast War. Oh, so there you go. <laughs> okay. and, uh, it's like a knockoff of it's Beast Wars. monster fight. <laughs> because, you know, a lot of times we would see like different versions of the same game for across, creature brawl. Sessions, uh, across different systems. But um, in this case, it's pretty interesting. They specifically saved... A lot of characters to be exclusives on each system. A neutral specimen battle. I don't remember that ever <laughs> happening before, and certainly not to this degree. Like you would see, you know, later we'd we'd get like Soul Calibur with you know exclusive character on the the Xbox, GameCube and then Xbox a different one on the PS2 or whatever. But like this was so ridiculous. Okay, so in the on the duo version, there are fifteen playable characters, and six of those are exclusive six to of that all. version. Six. Six. So, so uh, the Super Famicom version, there were only eleven playable characters, and there were but and there, there were, were but. three exclusives to that. So I'm just going to rattle them off real quick. The common uh, ones were Godzilla, Angiris, Gigan, Megalon, 
Mechagodzilla, which was the original Mechagodzilla from the 60s, Mechagodzilla 2, which was from the 90s, Super Mechagodzilla, who is, which was basically his final form in the end of that movie in the 90s. Baby um, Butterburger. Yeah. Uh, King Ghidra and Mecha King Ghidra. So th- that was Turbo Duo. Um, and so most of those, I think all of the, yeah, so all of those, those are all the commons. Yeah. So those are in both games. Then the exclusive for the duo, you got Hedora, Rodan, Batra Larva, and Adult Batra. So freaking worth it. And Adult Batra Larva. Larval Batra and Imagos Batra? Shut the front door. And, oh, actually, no. Mecha King Ghidra is, no, that's, okay. So Mecha King Ghidra is an exclusive. I said it already. Mecha King Ghidra. King Ghidra is in both. The one with the one robot head and like a little bit of robot boobies is is boobies. an exclusive for the for the duo for the boobies. super famicom so you got all those same common guys but you got uh oh yeah and also there's uh there's one spaceship character per game in the duo it's the super x2 which is the spaceship from godzilla again they love it planet x right uh no it's a human that was an earth that's spaceship. One that's also featured in monster of monsters in some stages yeah the yes. drill the drill <clears throat> on the front yeah yes. yes. and yep. Yep. no it's not that that's atragon right no, I'll let's right. let's move on. The gun's um, being jumped. So so in <laughs> the Super Famicom, telling me to shut up. Shut up. The Super Famicom version, the three unique characters are Gotengo, which is this giant ship with the drill in the front from Atragon, which is what you're trying to say. Oh boy, Gotengo, and the these two like make it for me. They're like, okay, we have like four less characters, but one of them is freaking Mothra, which is a huge deal. I mean, that's a big big get yeah he i mean you'd think mothra would be in both and uh Biolante. another honestly, large get of all of the sprites in this amazingly sprited game like the graphics are really great in this game the animation is not great but it's understandable because there's so many characters and hey the detail and the, the level of detail in these sprites is insane you try animating a graphic it's that big right. so but if you pause any any like moment of the gameplay it's amazing but biolante takes up the entire screen it's like the biggest where i said godzilla was the biggest playable sprite on the nes biolante is definitely the biggest playable sprite on the super nintendo it's and it big. was it, it's humongous because it's, it's in its final huge. form there's all these like you know these tendrils that end in like snapping mouths and stuff i mean it is perfect it's sick go look at it so Biolante is amazing, totally worth it. Anyway, very cool. Uh, definitely a fun game. Both mm-hmm. versions are fun. The duo's uh, definitely the one to have. Although you don't get Mothra or Biolante, but you know, um, it has a better soundtrack and it definitely is uh, a little. You know, I think it's the one to have. But they're both interesting. Neither one is like the best fighting game ever. But, but it's, it, they're it's both kind of like at the time. This would have been amazing if you were a Godzilla fan and it came out in America. Like sixteen bit era Super fighting Nintendo games weren't the best anyway, Godzilla. so you know, mm. it was it was decent yeah. for that time. For ninety four it was pretty decent. But the sprites are like some of the best on the system. And this game never gets credit for that. No, ever. it really doesn't. And actually one thing I want to note I haven't seen a lot of the stages, but when you're fighting against Megalon in the uh, Turbo Duo one at least, the background is really, really cool because you actually have animated versions of Jet Jaguar and Gigan fighting each other. Pretty cool. Which is pretty friggin' cool if you've seen the movie Godzilla vs. Megalon. They are both in that. Um, yeah. it's, it's actually kind of weird that Gigan's not one of the playable characters. Yeah, it's super weird. But anyway. Uh, yeah, so really neat. That was um, 94. 94. So uh, I want to mention, and I think that might... 
I don't know, might be the last, might not, I don't know, we'll see, of the 16-bit era. But uh, so there was no Godzilla game on the Sega Genesis at all, which is crazy, right? Like, if you honestly think Especially back, since like, it was like the extreme system of the 16-bit era. I mean, the closest you got to be a boss in Shinobi 3. Yeah, right. right. Which, yeah, exactly, right. yeah. So they didn't do a Godzilla game. Right before you fight Batman and Spider-Man at the same time? Yeah. <laughs> Really weird. Right. I don't know. That game has got some weird bosses. Um, but yeah, so there was no game for the Sega Genesis, which is nuts. There was no game for the Sega CD. There's no game for the Sega 32X. But what Sega did in Japan only is they made a Godzilla game for the educational child Sega platform, the Sega Pico, which is near and dear to my heart, and I love it, and nobody knows about it. But it's this giant teal and purple briefcase that you could kill a fool with if you swung it at him. But it if was they were cool enough to get in your grill while you were cool enough to it. get in my grill holding the damn Sega Pico, you look at that damn thing. That thing weighs like at least a pound and a half. Times like 25. <laughs> it's only uh, six that, pounds away from being a, a gallon of milk that's for God's sake. pound and a half. I just have to swing it faster. <laughs> uh, so this game is called Gojira Doki Doki Kaiduto with two exclamation points, which means Godzilla Heart Pounding Monster Island, which is funny as hell because there's nothing about this that's heart pounding. Mega hyper fighting aggressive attack mode. Let's attack I mean, it aggressively. Gets, it gets you you amped up when you're two. I mean, right. it is like it really edge does. of. I'm like, 45 and I'm pretty amped up right like, now. Like a little kid's like, oh my god, I want to play Gojira Doki Doki Kajuto. But what this game is is it is an educational, fun little game where you have a ton of different adorable, really detailed, super deformed Godzilla characters that all present different mini-games for your child to play. So there's one space. You have mini-games? Present them. I would love to, except I didn't write them all down because there's too many and no one cares. But I (laughs) would like to say that it's super interesting that this exists at all. And uh, frankly, it's such a bizarre platform to get a Godzilla title. The graphics are ridiculously cute. They're ridiculously cute. I mean, there's one screen that I honestly want to be like a retro-redoctopus like snap icon. like Tattooed like, across my entire ta- back. Well, yeah, my back because my front my front back, aka my stomach, has Godzilla 2 War of the Monsters on it already. All right. It's already taken up. Sorry, no real estate. It's already <laughs> taken up. I look so hot at the beach. But this... <laughs> Because I always go in sweaters. I always go to the beach. So this uh, this particular screen has Batra flying in the sky, who's my literal favorite. Uh, there is a giant red octopus with super I don't give a fuck eyeballs, which is hilarious. Who, and then, who is the red octopus supposed to so be? So apparently, is he the red octopus? No, so there's a giant red octopus in the Godzilla pantheon that I like. I don't know about. I don't know what his name is, but like the video I watched about this game recognized him. So I don't. I don't know. I have to look more. Manda is on this screen and there's also Ooh. godzilla with baby godzilla y'all can gather around and look at this real quick if you want to i mean the the print is kind of blurry but i really just appreciate all the super detailed graphics they did and each page the so for those who don't know i should i should slow down the sega pico the games were like books and so you would put the cartridge into the system and then the system would be able to recognize what page you were flipping. The top half of the – the top like three-fourths of the cartridge was a booklet. And you would flip each page and the game screen would actually respond and change to match what page you were on. Like honestly, it's still kind of impressive technology. Like it's really neat. And uh, and so each different page was a different scene with various different monsters in it. And like the first page has Gorosaurus. Gorosaurus is just yeah, like hanging out random. back there. It's like super random. And uh, yeah, there's one one 
scene that's a cave and like all of the the Godzilla like supervillains are gathered around baby Godzilla and they're like bullying him. If you had this, you you never would have played another game. Oh, this would have been the game forever. This would have been my forever game. The Some forever people game, thought yeah. it was No Man's Sky. Wrong. It was. Let me say it again. Gojira Doki Doki Kaijuto for the Sega Pico. So that is pretty much all I'm going to say about that game. It's adorable. It's adorable. What what and what year was that? That game came out in 1990. Hold on. 1995. Yeah. Um, so crazy. That's pretty late. Um, so obviously we're, we're kind of getting we're running a little long. In the so uh, I do have one from 2002. Does anybody have anything else? I have stuff from 1999 and 2000. Okay. Go for it. Okay. Go for it. Okay. So, what you got? So I got, uh, I got this little game called Godzilla, the series, which is based on the anime series. Right. Which was actually pretty cool. Right. Uh, is a it's a side scroller shooting based on the game. American movie that everybody hates, but the, right. the show was co- pretty cool. The show was pretty cool. Yeah. Like what the crap? Was I that? just pooped. I'm sorry. <laughs> Carry on. Anywho, it's a side scrolling shooter game developed by Crawfish Interactive and published by Crave for the Game Boy Color, based on the Godzilla cartoon, cartoon from from uh, 1999. Yeah, and the gameplay is uh, pretty basic. Um, you. You only see the front half of Godzilla, which is really weird. He's off to the very far left of the screen, and you only see like his his front, his front front from the profile. And all you do is you you, aim. you can see his front bone. You see, his, you're right. You see his front bone. Front and bone. You aim up and down, and you shoot your fire, or you can stomp on the ground and do a claw attack or do a tail attack. So the game's pretty basic. It's not. I don't know. It's, I don't think it's very fun at all, but. Uh, so it's just like a like a side scrolling like you yeah, play. Yeah, it's very slow paced. Weird. It's a very slow like paced. Like a lot. Game. I mean, that's that's not really that's, that weird. Yeah, it's just it's too bad that that was what was in developers' heads for what Godzilla games needed to be. Right. It was to be like huge. slow. He had to move really slow. slow. It's like no, stuff it's not had to fun. come to him. Right. Like that's pretty much how it's a side scroller, but really you're not really moving that much on the screen. It's pretty, you're like making the background scroll kind of. Right. So, you no, know, when you take damage, you no, know, and the only way you can get your health back is by not getting hit, and every second you gain a little bit of health back, so he kind of like self heals. Actually, the second Game Boy game—that's what happened. If you—that's uh, how you got more energy. You'd have to just stop, and your energy would fill back up. And it wasn't even that slow. It's really bizarre. That's yeah. weird. It's like why wouldn't right. you always? I don't know. I don't know how you die in that game. Right. Unless you. So, don't and, know. and that, as the, the game progressed, you know your health bar increases, which is you know, whatever. It's kind. I don't know if there's like a role playing aspect to it, but whatever. all right, interesting. So there are six levels in the game. The first two levels take place in the city. Level three takes place in a forest. Level four is on a on a rocky prairie. And level five is on the short line. And level six also on the short line. But, 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 but the sun is setting. So that's like the only difference. But the sun is blapping. Right. So the sequel, Godzilla the series Monster Wars, which came out a, a year later in 2000, the game, it, the graphically, it's exactly the same, and the controls basically basically the same. Uh, the only things they added to the game was they added a crosshair so that you can aim your fireballs more accurately. And they uh, that's so weird. It's like they, we didn't have patches yet, so we just did a whole another game, game that's yeah. like marginally different. Right, right. And and uh, what I think is cool is that they added like a little combo system, so you can like, you know, punch, swipe your tail, fire breath, do like these. Sure. These cool little sure, co- combinations, sure, sure. whatever. Dip it in, wash your hands. And Dip this in, one has 10 hands. levels and takes place in the deserts, cities, and underwater. 
in downtown Rio. So both games, like I say, no graphics are the same. They also have identical cutscenes. Like they have the same graphics of the people and the same background and everything. Stupid people. Stupid people. Stupid, Stupid humans. humans. And in the first Pure Godzilla human. game, there's only music in the intro and the ending. Oops. There's nothing during the gameplay at all whatsoever. But in the sequel, there's music in the intro, boss battles, and ending. Huh. Weird. Very, very weird. Wackadoo. And I have to add that the animation is excellent. Huh. And this is Game Boy Color? Game Boy Color, yep. GBC. Cool. And graphically, it kind of reminds me of Alien uh, Hominid. Oh, Alien Hominid. Oh, Hominid. oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that game that Behemoth exactly made like that, before the castle It kind of reminds me, reminds me of that. Interesting. You know, I've never even seen this game in action at all. Yeah, it's actually pretty cool. Uh, the... Um, the intro and in in uh, outros that the, they do like full screen animations of like guys are like going to water or coming out of the water or whatever and it's excellent. I, That's they, crazy. They did a really good cool. job. Huh? Nice. Yeah, there's some pretty amazing stuff on the Game Boy Color. They figured out how to like compress video and stuff. It's like what? How did yeah, you really even? How did you even? Um, so actually, real real quick, there was one game on the Sega Game Gear. It, it was just basically a uh, another strategy game similar to the second one on the NES. Stupid humans. It had way way better graphics, and the stupid human stuff. Was Hashtag a stupid humans. Hashtag stupid humans. It was a little better uh, because when you would go into a fight. Uh, you would actually control the ship, and you would you would actually like physically hit the button to shoot. So it was almost like a mini shmup kind of mm. deal, like very small. So I thought that was interesting and worth noting. Um, and then pretty much like from there and beyond, obviously we're skipping a lot, but we have the primary big games that came out for the PlayStation Two, Wii, and uh, or GameCube and Xbox were a series of fighting games. You had uh, Godzilla Destroy All Monsters Melee, which has the best acronym ever. Goddamn. <laughs> uh, you have Godzilla Save the Earth. So, uh, Wait, what were the years on these? Oh, so Goddamn came out in 2002 for the GameCube and the Xbox. Godzilla Save the Earth came out in 2004 for the Xbox and PS2. Weirdly, they kept leaving one out. And then Godzilla Unleashed came out in 2007 for the Wii and the PS2. And uh, basically, these games were the all. Wii S2? Wii S2! <laughs> Now with Rutzen. So, uh, ding. Ding. So the one that I played the most was Godzilla Unleashed. Uh, but basically, they were all giant uh, 3D environment fighting games. So it was almost like what, what uh, Parasite Steve was talking about the King of Monsters was, except like in a 3D space. So you have a lot of grabs and grapples. You can throw uh, different... Uh, things in the environment whether it's like buildings or vehicles or whatever you would get power-ups you could do super moves there was a lot of different characters to play as actually godzilla unleashed had 26 characters in the wii version and the ps2 version had 20 uh and the thing that pisses me off the absolute flipping goddamn most is that the only friggin character who was an exclusive for the ps2 was fucking batra who's my favorite so of course i'm like god damn it so i have to get the wii version because it has 26 characters but i lost batra so i'm sad still now today today i'm sad you're sadra i'm sadra and you know friggin a i'm not gonna buy this damn godzilla fighting game twice i already friggin bought it one time and you know actually spent money on that but uh yeah honestly it's a pretty fun game but hurt alchemy but hurt alchemy uh the the problem with the wii version is the controls have waggle you have to swing the damn control around and you got to get used to that which sucks yeah. um but honestly once you do get used to it it's a lot of fun great music really like random butt metal just like the title screen is like so heavy and it's like wh- wh- what the shit it's just like random there's awesome. death to all butt metal yeah death to all butt metal it's like it's just so heavy you're like where did this if this was on the the super nintendo it would have had like butt trumpet music 
But uh, <laughs> pork arena, pork arena. <laughs> uh, but the butt tuba. Um, yeah, so so these games were cool. They were all made by the same company, uh, Pipework Software, and they're all very similar. If you've played one, you've sort of played them all. Uh, from what I heard, most people like Godzilla Destroy All Monsters Melee. Uh, in case you forgot, good damn. Uh, the most, and that game actually had a neat thing where there was a few. Um, uh, stages where like Hedora would show up as a stage hazard and there was power-ups which would summon Mothra to come in and do like an airstrike but Mothra wasn't playable you assholes but at least you put her in there somewhere um, but yeah so guys really appreciate you sticking with us this I have, you, you friggin skip, you long skip me. I got, but I haven't I got one finished more. yet I will shut up but Steve won't uh, Take it away. My last one. I'll make it quick. <laughs> Godzilla Domination for the GBA. And I don't want to skip over this specifically because it's technically my favorite Godzilla game. You so uh, I said the NES one is the one I think of first, and that's absolutely true. That's definitely the game I played the most. I really, really like this game. And what it basically is is what I always wanted ever since 1991, which is a King of the Monsters game that's truly just Godzilla. And that's what it is. It's for the Game Boy Advance. Really fun game. Uh, it's 100% just cloning King of the Monsters. And you get to be Godzilla, Mechagodzilla, Mothra, my boy Rodan, because I love Rodan. And it's pronounced Rodan, by the way. Mr. Rodan! Mr. Butthurt. Uh, Mr. My Megalon. Butt actually, my butt actually... <laughs> my butt actually does hurt. Yeah, I know. I I I can tell. You, you always have that. a you always have an aura. When I think that, I just when ate a lot happening. of sriracha before I came. Um. So Megalon and King Ghidorah, and it, very interesting. And I did not know this until I was doing research for this episode. There was uh. So the the most recent movie uh was Tokyo SOS, and that came out like right at the same time, basically. Mm-hmm. That Tokyo were, sauce mm-hmm. that they were developing this. So in Japan, uh, there were uh, some differences. Some of the some of the palettes were different. Uh, Godzilla in America is randomly like bright friggin' grass green. It's so weird. But in Japan, he is black, which makes sense. And um, some of the other sprites are different colors, but whatever. The other major thing is that the Mecha Godzilla character, which is normally like, I mean, they look cartoony. They they're very cartoony in this game they they sort of look super deformed and i think that th- what they were going for is the second mega godzilla from the early 90s as as uh in america the one but, with the round head yeah the one with the derpy the one that looks like dump yeah he, he's he's basically the dumbest looking one but he's like his movies he's awesome. like he's basically mecha barney but his yeah he is yes <clears throat> but his movie is like so awesome i love it i think that's uh godzilla versus mecha godzilla 2 even though like 30 years were between them and there was even a second Mechagodzilla in the 60s. So this, this isn't even the second one with there's, a Mechagodzilla. It makes mech. no sense. Anyway, the really cool thing is the Japanese version of, of uh, Godzilla Domination turns Mechagodzilla into Kiryu, who is the Godzilla, uh, I mean the Mechagodzilla of Tokyo SOS and Godzilla against Mechagodzilla. It was like a twofer there. Also like, the Mechagodzilla of your dreams. And he's he is... Like Rodan is my like classical favorite monster, like Rodan. since I was a little kid. But when I saw friggin' Kiryu, like he's he's been my favorite uh, ever since. So, and I was always a big fan of the old Mechagodzilla too. They were kind of like my two. But uh, yeah, so that's actually pretty cool. He looks like Kiryu. It's great. And uh, that was the first game that he was playable in. But I know he was in Godam. Godam. Also, Kiryu's got rad Mecha boob abs. Yeah, yeah, he's got the the two boobs. He's got the pectorals, you know, not the tritorals like, like Godzilla like sometimes are. have. As yes. Anyway, that that's officially <laughs> all I got. 
Awesome. Uh, thanks. Thank you, Parasite Sven. Thank you, Nintendo. Thank you, Berm. Oh, yeah. We've been talking for way goddamn too long. So uh, these Godzilla video games, we will leave you with. Uh, but I want to ask all y'all the question. What is your favorite Godzilla monster? Who's your favorite kaiju? What's the kaiju that does it for you? We've all kind of sort of talked about it, so we're not going to have a ton to say afterwards. But we want to hear from you. What's your favorite kaiju? All right, so why don't you think of that, that for a little bit, and we're going to go on a break. Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band, we destroy monsters, we drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat Radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life. What are they? Death. Taxes and Trick or Treat Radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like you took a shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him Hi. for liking what he likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This podcast is now banned in Germany. <laughs> it's a me, Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Shut up. I call bullshit. I demand someone to bring me the face of Lindsay Lohan. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her. Oh, wait. Is she a great big fan person? You just hit the jackpot. This is a weird movie, huh? It had action. It had suspense. It had great characters. It had great acting. I'm going to strangle you with my jockey shorts. I don't like mobster movies. All right, well, here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The box, right? The box and the monkey. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and trickortreatradio.com. Arrivederci, douchebag. Bloodworks Victorium. The new album from Enchanted Exile. 11 pulse-pounding heavy metal tracks, including... Embrace Oblivion, Cold Spell, On Widow's Hill, and I am the Void. Bloodworks Scriptorium, available now on iTunes, Google Play, and pretty much anywhere you get your digital music. So, go get it. Hey, are you ready to do some thinking? It's about that time where we ask you, the audience, to octo-ponder this. Alrighty, everybody. Welcome back aboard. So we ask all of you what your favorite kaiju was. So uh, I think we're just going to all kind of go through these a little quickly here, not to make this last too long. So my favorite kaiju is Batra, which is basically the evil Mothra, um, but not even so evil. He was in the uh, movie Godzilla and Mothra Battle for Earth. And it's really not an often talked about movie. It's a great one. I think it really holds up. And Batra is easily my favorite design from any kaiju that they've put out. Um, yeah, that's me. What up, Nintendo? What you got? Mine has to be Mechagodzilla because I love the fact that they built Mechagodzilla from the, the bones of the deceased Godzilla. Yeah. And I just thought it was really interesting. The original. So you're talking actually about Kiryu. That's the only one they did that with. Oh, okay. Uh, the third one. So th- that, okay. that concept, like, really, really, like, resonated. Yeah, because, with you. yeah. Well, because like the original cool Mecha Godzilla was an alien robot. 
Oh, like okay. he was evil, and he came to Earth. He actually and looked he like Godzilla, Godzilla, and you hit him, and he Godzilla. would have like shiny, right, right, right. shiny robot. Underneath. And then they yeah, ripped yeah. The, God, the fake Godzilla skin off, and it's like, oh, why That's is Godzilla what... evil now? And also, by right, the way, that right. second Game Boy game where it did the crazy rapid thing, one of the bad guys you fight is fake Godzilla, and then you, yeah. you destroy yeah. his skin, and it turns into a robot. Anyway, awesome. That's awesome. Berm, what's up, man? Uh, well, mine's Godzilla. Hell no, yeah, man. The, the OG. Why you always got some? You know, we don't always well, maybe not someone else. but just you know the. Basically, the most popular. The OGGOD, really. right? Yeah, and uh, with uh, King Ghidra, a very close second because totally. And the thing about King Ghidra, he usually has like the three heads, but just the two legs, so it's like really weird, weird and awkward to look at if you stare at it too long in like the old movies. But later versions, he actually had four legs, which looked fucking amazing. Way, way cooler. Way better. I agree. But uh, anyway, my, my actual answer is Godzilla. Awesome. Godzilla is the king of monsters. He, he sure is. is. He's uh-huh. the monster of monsters. Uh-huh. He's also that. <laughs> um. So I guess I'm I'm next. Yes, Parasites uh, Ven. I have uh, I'm just gonna agree with Nintendo. And as previously stated, my favorite is Kiryu, the third Mecha Godzilla. He was from the movie Me- Godzilla against Mecha Godzilla, not versus. And that came out in uh, December 2002. And it was followed a year later by Tokyo SOS, and it was a direct sequel. And there aren't enough of those. No, there. This aren't. was a direct sequel, and both of those movies are awesome. Yeah, they are. And it's yeah, one yeah. of the rare cases where the humans are not fucking stupid. Yeah, right. I like the right. human shit, and that is so rare. Right. Yep, absolutely. Those two are by, by far my favorite. They're great. They're, they're, they're really, they're really, they're really, really, awesome. really yeah. good movies. I'm not really big into Godzilla movies, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, most because of them are just the something humans, right? Like, Enjoy it just I mean, because the plots it's fun are and often dumb, really but... dumb, and yeah. you just watch for the monsters. But exactly, like, yeah. but there are there are some that are cool, and that one. I mean, the original the original Godzilla movie, just Godzilla from like 1951, is great. 54. I, what is it? 54? 54. I love that movie. Like the original one is fantastic. Like and then immediately it hits a wall. The second one is immediately terrible, yeah. and it's just yep. like you know a mixed bag all the way through the '60s and whatever. But yeah, it's really good. Tokyo SOS is also great, and also as uh, previously stated, uh, runner-up for me is Rodan, and I do Rodan. really love the movie Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla two, which came out in 1993, and that actually has Godzilla, um, the derpy like steel Barney Mechagodzilla. And, That's the name of my metal band. And Rodan, <laughs> and um, it's it's just an awesome movie. I I, I love that movie. So, well, hey, well, that's yeah. great. Well, Nintendo, if you really hate the human parts so much, why don't you play Godzilla Two: War of the Monsters? Because that's pretty much what that game is. It's the stupid human parts. Or just play Goddamn, but, so you can but, say it. <laughs> right. But I hate the human parts. But I hate the human parts. But they made a game about it called Godzilla Two: War of the Monsters, and it's terrible. <laughs> so you can hate that too. It should I be guess. War on the Stupid Humans. War on the Stupid Humans. Hashtag stupid humans. <laughs> all right. Awesome. Awesome choices, guys. And definitely we want to hear from all of you because, you know, we love y'all. We love all y'all retroids. And, you know, uh, you can actually talk to us, believe it or not, at Redoctopus on Twitter or in our Facebook group, which I hope all of you are a part of. And if not, slap in the face because y'all should be. I mean, it is a happening place. It's a cool place. There's like people there and stuff. Uh, or you can email us at Redoctopus at gmail.com. So those are the places. Do also it. Instagram. Also Instagram because we forgot to write it down on the cheat sheet that i'm reading but also instagram uh is a thing that we're new at and good at uh because berm does it and he's cool uh so anyway anyway uh we're almost done here it's almost time to catch that old horizon but uh before we can say goodbye we're gonna have a little something else and now it's time to dive up the edge of the map with another edition of Dime Monster. The video game bestiary of annoying enemies that really need to just fuck off. What? 
Hey everybody, Parasite Steve here on the mic, and I'm here with another die monster for you. This is uh, my second die monster. And uh, so for this, I'm going to do a little tribute to the enemies that are from the original Godzilla for the NES. And I'm doing this because this is uh, something that always fascinated me as a kid. I love this game. I have this game. I played this game a million times, all this stuff, like we said. But the interesting thing is a lot of the bosses were complete mysteries to me. And I like, I loved Godzilla movies. I watched a lot of Godzilla. And there's so many characters in this that are the, the major bosses, the major enemies major monsters, that uh, they, they were just complete mysteries to me. I had no idea who they were. And that is because they were actually uh, more from, like about half of them were not Godzilla characters. They were from other Toho movies. So I'm actually going to just run down a list of some of the best, and some of them are enemies, some of them are bosses. Uh, oh, no, actually, I'm not doing the bosses. I'm just doing enemies. That's right. So Die Monster is about enemies, not bosses. So here we go. Uh, I'm going to describe them. And then I'm going to tell you what movie they were from, and that's what we're going to do. Here we Sound go good? now. Okay. Here do we it. Go. So do there's uh, these little spiky attack submarines that kind of fly around, and they have these like spiky dorsal spikes and stuff. Spike, spike. Anyway, pretty cool. Um, nope, they nope. are. That is actually supposed to be a submarine, not a not a spaceship. Submarine. It's a submarine from the movie Latitude Zero, 1969, and it is called the Black Shark. So that's what those are. Blark. Then there are these flying, uh, a different flying attack submarine that's repurposed as a spaceship. And it's got a big old drill in the front. We already mentioned this previously in the episode uh, because it's playable in Strange Beast War for the duo. And this is Gotengo from Atragon 1963. Then there are these really, really weird. They look like satellite dishes with legs. Of love. And they stand about as half as high as Godzilla. And they will shoot lightning, like, up diagonally up at you or straight forward at you, depending on if you're Godzilla or Mothra. And they don't walk, but they are clearly just, like, satellite dishes with legs. They're so weird. And And they are actually the... These are the Markalite cannons from the movie The Mysterians, 1957. And uh, this is actually the same film that one of the main bosses, Mogeta who's like this robot mole guy, is, is actually from that as well. The Mysterians. Uh, okay, and then there are... I, it's like the fire planet. It's probably Mars, I don't know, or Venus or something. It's like all lava and volcanoes and stuff. In that planet, you see a lot of these. It's like a little volcano you come upon, and then this like fiery sort of serpentine Chinese dragon-looking thing will stick out of the volcano and start shooting fireballs at you. And this is actually supposed to be a very heavily redesigned Manda from the movie Atragon 1963. And Manda was actually a sea dragon. So he, so Manda was blue and underwater the whole time, had nothing to do with fire, but supposedly that's what this is supposed to be referencing. And also, t- shout out to all of our fans named Amanda, because uh, Amanda. Amanda. This is just Amanda. But, you know, all you Mandas out there, holla! Y'all are great. So, there's, um... And that kind of does it for the for the enemies I'm going to go through. There are some mini-bosses as well, but, um... This was really interesting to me. I did not know this until very recently. There are... Uh, certain sections of the game, and I tried, I read about this, and I do remember, and maybe you guys will be able to help me out with this. I think it might have been um, in, like, the mini-boss areas, but there were sections where there are these, like, weird webs that sort of form around in outer space around you, and they don't hurt you, but they slow you down. 
and you have to attack them to like get through them and they constantly keep multiplying. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? I didn't about? get far enough to hit those. Does that, right. does that sound familiar? Not to me at all. Um, so this is actually called, these are supposedly uh, masses of uh, Dagora cells from the movie Dagora. And uh, Dagora is like a space jellyfish thing that comes down to Earth to, because it needs our diamonds. And it has well, nothing to do with Godzilla. Bright, like a diamond. But supposedly, according to TohoKingdom.com, um, these are Dagora cells. That's what they're supposed to be. So I don't spell, know. How do you spell Dagora? Uh, D-O-G-O-R-A. And that uh, is the name of the movie. That's pronounced Dagora. Dagra. It's like Mothra's dog friend. <clears throat> sure. Uh, only he's a jellyfish. And then, so let's get to the, uh, the mini-bosses. There are two mini-bosses in the game. The main thing, and uh, I think they were alluded to uh, previously when Boss Rush was talking, uh, he mentioned the space brains. And they're these big, purple, pinkish, pulsating, like, space brain things. And they come in a few different flavors. They, they are always, like, similar. Uh, they, they're shaped differently. The colors are always the same. They always pulsate in the same way. Um, and they're just, Ayo. like, covered in these, like, warty bulbs. And they're kind of gross looking. Anyway, this is, like, one of my favorite references in the game. And th- these are actually Matango hives from the movie Matango, 1963, which was, uh, it was Matango Attack of the Mushroom People. It was a sequel to Mawaltz? No, no. This is just Matango. And uh, it does take two to Matango, though, as what as I always say. And, uh, and basically, say in this movie, these people crash land on this island, like a la Lost or something, and they're starving. There's nothing to eat except there are these mushrooms. And they're like, oh, there's friggin' mushrooms. It's the best thing ever. I love these things. And they're friggin' good. And guess what? They're good. But then, guess what else? They Oops. take you over and they turn you into friggin' mushroom people. Frig, zombie mushrooms. Yeah, so it's like bad. You do not want to eat these damn mushrooms. But guess what everybody friggin' does? They friggin' eat the mushrooms and they turn into the Matango boss that you, you fight these hives. These, Mantango. Uh, I mean, you know, they're, they're brown. They're not pulsating purple pink and wonderful phallic but uh anyway so i i love i love that i loved learning that later in life that those weird space brains are actually matango and that movie is actually pretty okay like i i, I appreciate it. it it's creepy it's it's got like a very slow build it's it's a good time yeah slow burn movie but yeah it's good yeah it's a good one it's a slow burn movie slow burn uh, and then the second to last boss right. of the game because the final boss you know obviously is is king ghidra because, of and course, he is. Not Mecha King Ghidra, just King Ghidra. And uh, the second level, right, the level that's right before him that you have to pass through is uh, this giant drill-fronted spaceship. And I, I assumed it was just Gotengo again, but, like, you know, bigger. But actually, this is not Gotengo. This, uh, he, he looks very similar, but it's, it's giant. It takes two, it's two screens wide. It's just sort of like hovering like a foot above the ground, though. It's weird. But this is uh, Goten from... From Dragon Ball Z? Holy shit. Stop freaking jumping on me. I'm trying to get through this. Go faster. I am trying. It's Goten from The War in Space, 1977. And that's a movie that also features a low-rent Chewbacca with bananas shoved into his ears, which is uh, the Space Beast Man. And he's sort of become like this infamous insane thing that Toho did. But uh, legitimately looks like... Actually, you know what it looks like? It looks like a taller version of Chewbacca's kid from the holiday special with bananas in his ears. That's what it looks like. Um, But anyway, the spaceship is Goten. 
And so that's pretty cool. He looks exactly the way it does in, in the war in space. Pretty cool. And a final note, um, I think that the most infamous enemy in this game for people who have played it is uh, the, the one that is, has been affectionately dubbed the Flaming Horseshoe of Death. And it's, it's just what this. I call it. What do you call it? The jellyfish of doom. Jellyfish of doom. It's basically this giant. It's, it's not giant. It's it's a like a burning orangey, flashy like U-shaped thing that's coming at you real slow, and it moves in this very specific pattern. And if it goes through you, it hits you like a thousand times and just just shears Mur. off your energy like nothing. And um, the funny thing is, this of all the things is an original creation. It is not a reference to anything at all, and it is the official name for it is the Inferno Craft. Uh, so that's that. And that's like when Diablo suck. and StarCraft merge together and make Inferno a game. Craft. Starferno. So that's right. my... Uh, that's it. That's my Die <laughs> Monster, my tribute to the enemies of Godzilla Monster of Monsters for the NES 1988. That was my best Godzilla impression. Uh, guys, we did it. We talked about a shirt ton of flipping Godzilla games. A shirt ton of forking Godzilla freaking games. Freaking fork ton of shirt ton. So, uh, so yeah, does anybody have anything they want to promo? Are we good? Do we, we have good. anything we're proud of, or are we just cool being us dumpy selves? Oh, you can hear us on the Retro Doctor Cephala Podcast. If you haven't heard us already, <laughs> you can hear us now here, right here, on the Cephala Podcast that you're listening to right here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I think we're all good here. So, uh, well, if people want, they can go to my YouTube page, Boss Rush Mode. I actually did a metal cover of uh, a couple of Godzilla tunes in a medley with uh, the original Godzilla March and a bit of a the Blue Oyster Cult Godzilla song. So, yeah, you, you want to go check that it's out? Pretty freaking yeah, cool too. Pretty awesome. All right, I'll, uh, I'll mention something. Uh, Parasite Steve on the mic, a.k.a. Steve Van Sampson. Um, I, have, uh, I have a new gig uh, I'm actually kind of proud of. I, I just got picked up by Rough House Publishing, Ooh. and uh, they are oh, yeah. purveyor of uh, super awesome, gory comics, and uh, I'm very excited. If you want to go check out what they have right now, you definitely should. It's uh, roughhousepublishing.com. And uh, we actually have a pre-buy coming up for issue two of the 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 flagship title that's going on right now, which is Gore Shriek and Gore Shriek number two um, is actually up for pre-buy at the end of the month. So you definitely want to go to, if you, if you, I mean, if you're into like, you know, old school horror comics that pull no punches, definitely check out roughhousepublishing.com. And there's a lot of stuff. We got a lot of stuff in the pipeline. I can't talk about, but I, all, all I'll say uh, after this is I think, uh, I think 2020 is going to be pretty cool. Nice. It's going to be a sick year. So let's, let's, uh, let's finish out 2019 first, though. Yes. Why don't we do that? Uh, so, yeah, thank you guys all so much for sticking around for this Godzilla-sized episode. We hope that this hour and 40-some-odd minutes didn't drive you all away. Uh, Retro-Rodoctopus is part of the Inebriart Podcast Network. So if you get a chance, please check out our sister shows like the Old Colony Cast, Bar Talk, and, of course, the Inebriart Podcast as Andy and Fish chat with, a lo- with uh, local artists over a couple of cold ones. For more information or to subscribe to us or any of these great shows, please visit nebri-art.com. I have been your host, 8-Bit Alchemy, and we will see you on the next one.